As a type one diabetic, I went into surgery last week and they ran into a complication, we'll call it. Uh, there are some issues that I was not aware of. And with diabetes, there are so many things that skate by under the radar that we really need to be aware of that honestly, a few years ago, this same lesson that I learned probably saved my life and helped me to avoid a lot of complications that I was headed towards. Now, I hope this one's helpful for you. Now, we're gonna get into our theme song and I got a lesson to share with you alongside kind of a ridiculous story about this surgery. So I hope you enjoy and let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type one diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. Good news is that there are no lasting complications, but I did go technically under the knife. Uh, now I wasn't fully under, uh, in fact, it was just some local numbing agents that were used to to cut something out that didn't belong. And uh, I, I won't show you any of the, the gruesome scars, at least not yet, but I do want to share you to comment, we'll do wrong answers only, because I think it's more fun this way, of what could they possibly have been removing from my arm? And if you haven't played the wrong answers only game before, you think of the funniest, most ridiculous options. Like uh, they were removing an alien tracking device from my arm, <laughs> right? Obviously not, but it's funny. So give me your wrong answers only. What were they removing from my arm? Uh, now in this, this story, I was getting something removed from my arm. And in that process, the doctor, I could tell was concerned as he was trying to remove it. And I was like, oh, is it out yet? And he goes, well, no. Um, how long ago did you have this inserted? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's been a little while, um, like nine or 10 months. And he was like, oh, I could kind of tell in his voice, like concern, right? He's like, ah, and just paused. And I was like, well, why? <laughs> What's going on? And he was like, well, um, your tissue has grown around it and I can't quite get it out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so there's a reason we're supposed to come back in on time. Uh, so long story short, he, uh, he cut it open a little bit more and just starts yanking on it and uh, was able to release the device from my arm. Uh, and I could feel him. I could feel the effort. You know, I, I was thinking he's only one step away from putting his foot on my arm and just rah, yanking it out. Uh, but he got it out. It was all fine and dandy. I actually asked him if I could keep it for a little souvenir because I'm I'm crazy like that. But in this process, as he said that to me, you know, oh, you left it in too long. The tissue has grown around it. Your body has adapted. I thought, wow. First of all, that's fascinating that our body can do that, right? It just, it's like a tree growing around a bike that's been chained to it. I don't know if you've seen pictures like that before, but there's pictures of trees that are hundreds of years old and bikes that were left chained up to it. 50 years ago, you know, World War II or something. And the tree has begun to grow around the bike to where the bike is just part of the tree now. It's wild. And so similarly, our bodies are designed to do the same thing uh, to move forward, even through obstacles. And so this device that had been left in my arm a little bit too long, my body said, you know what, we're just going to grow around it and continue on. And uh, the tissue 
was pretty strong. I, I felt it when he was trying to remove it. I'm not supposed to feel it. So that was interesting to me. But what was really interesting is a lesson that was I was reminded of that I had learned many years ago. And that is the adaptation of our body, but also of our mind. And in other words, it can be seen as complacency. So bear with me. This one's going to get a little bit mindset-y. Okay. So uh, many years ago, I had a scare. If you're not familiar with this story, the gist of it is that I almost died in a foreign country by myself where no one spoke my language. I didn't speak theirs. And it was from a low blood sugar. It was terrifying. Uh, quite honestly, it, it wrecked me for a little while. I, was, I felt very unsafe with my diabetes. Uh, coming back from that, I did not like the idea of low blood sugars, so much so that I developed a bit of a fear of insulin, fear of lows, fear of drops, of all of the stuff. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to sit in the higher blood sugars for now. Uh, I even messaged my endo and I said, hey, it's not going to cause that much damage to sit a little high, right? For a couple days, couple weeks, while I get my bearings back. And she was like, what's a little high? And I was like, like 300 ish, you know, maybe four. She was like, no, that's horrible. You need to bring your blood sugars down, take some insulin, right? And she was just giving me the hard truth because she cares about me. But uh, I realized two things. One, I sat in the 200s, 300s, even 400s for days. I think it was actually weeks. I just, I did not feel safe taking large amounts of insulin. And uh, over time, I was okay with it. I kind of developed this complacent attitude towards it, uh, more so that I was creating a justification for my actions, right? And that's what I was looking for when I messaged my endo. I wanted to justify this isn't that bad, right? But second is that my body began to adapt as it did with this foreign object that was in my arm that needed to be removed, right? To where being in the 300s, over time, my body got used to that feeling and my symptoms changed. In fact, my high blood sugar symptoms nearly went away. I just, that was my norm. And when I, I experienced blood sugars that were lower, but still in range, right? Even at 150, I would start to feel shaky. 120, I'd start getting sweaty. I felt low at these higher blood sugar numbers. So previously before that, my blood sugars, I wouldn't feel low symptoms until I got below 80 or 70, right? And that's where I'd start to get a little bit iffy, little maybe a little shaky, right? At that point in my life where my averages were in the two and three hundreds, I'd get shaky in the mid one hundreds. It was wild. My body had adapted to this. And I've spoken to a lot of clients about this who experienced similar results. Uh, what boggles my mind to this day is our body and our mind's power of adapting to challenges that we face. And if we don't overcome them, we get stuck in this rut. But the issue is not that we get stuck, it's that we don't recognize that we are stuck. See, I was at 300, and if my endo didn't yell at me, I probably would have stayed there, right? Uh, similarly, if they didn't take this device out of my arm, my body would have continued to grow tissue around it and build strength around that challenge that I never overcame of getting it cut out, right? If I sit with blood sugars that are not where I want them to be, the longer I sit there, the more I justify it. The more I'm telling myself, telling my brain that this is acceptable. 
right? So if I'm experiencing blood sugars that are high or low, or maybe they're all over the place, they're just volatile, right? Lots of fluctuations, the blood sugar roller coaster. This is where doctors will come in and say, oh, that's just how it is, right? And the more often we hear that, the more we believe it. And if we don't get a chance to see what is possible, like when I share my graphs with you, uh, in fact, here's one. This is my last week, 94% time and range. I think it said that for the last three weeks, as you can sell, tell, it says it's the same as the week before, right? I didn't know that was possible until I started doing that. And I hope that it inspires you of what is possible, what you can start working your way towards, right? People just don't understand that it's achievable to have anyone see under a seven or under a six, right? To have time and range above 70, 80, 90%. These things are possible. We have to believe it's possible first. And, uh, you know, I got stuck in the highs for ages. It's almost embarrassing to share these stories, to tell you about how I used to think it was okay to sit at 300. And that was just my norm, right? And as a result, I began to get comfortable with that. Again, the other word complacency comes to mind. Uh, and on the doctor side of things, this is where they might call you non-compliant if you sit in the higher ranges or just don't take care of your numbers. But the reality is that it's rooted in our interpretation of life's events. If we think that's just how it is, we don't change. We, in fact, we grow stronger in that error that was made. See, if I had sit in the 300s, if my endo told me, oh yeah, it's fine for a couple of days, I would have been reinforced in that false belief. That false belief being reinforced is like my arm growing around this foreign device and strengthening itself around what was a weakness, right? So it's a double-edged sword here where it's this amazing ability of our bodies and our minds to adapt to whatever environments they're put into, right? But the other side of that sword is that it can also be the detriment to our health, to our future. If we believe it's good enough. If we believe this is how life is, then we have no reason to change, right? I couldn't see that my body was growing tissue around this device. I thought everything was fine. Similarly, if you're stuck in a rut, but not knowing it, it might be getting worse. You might be sinking your roots into however life is right now and not realize it, getting into a comfort zone. In fact, I just had a great chat with somebody today who mentioned that they were in one of these comfort zones that I talk about like this, right? And this individual had mentioned that they recognized everything's fine as long as I don't take more than X amount of insulin, X amount of units. Everything's fine as long as I don't go below the specific threshold number, which similar to me was a bit higher, right? Uh, mid 100s. So it's something I want you to consider today. And this is, again, more of a mindset perspective kind of a shift in this episode. But considering uh, if you are happy with where you're at, and the way that I've phrased this in myself is, would I be proud of the way that I'm managing my diabetes? And, and here's how you can kind of identify this. Imagine someone that you want to impress. Maybe it's a loved one. Uh, maybe it's just someone you're really close with that you want to look good in front of, right? Obviously, uh, this person will just say magically has access to not only all of your medical information, the carb counts, the insulin dosages, the basal rates, like they have access to all the blood sugar numbers and everything. But in addition to that, they also have access to your thoughts, to your mind. What I mean by that is the anxiety 
that the numbers bring, the fear, the frustration, the anger, the depression, the burnout, the overwhelm, they have access to those thoughts of yours as well. Giving them access to everything, the actual numbers, the metrics, the documentation, but also the mental side, your thoughts. Would you then be proud of what they are able to see? Ponder that for a minute. If someone you love had access to all of your numbers, in other words, they would know if you're not taking care of yourself, right? If you're not counting carbs properly, taking the right amount of insulin, the pre-bolus, doing all the things necessary, they would know if you're cutting corners. And then also had access to your thoughts, which means they know what you're really going through. They know the pain, the frustration, the uncertainty. For me, it was the anxiety, the panic attacks, the fear of lows, the fear of complications from highs. If they had access to my thoughts, would I be proud of what they see? Or would it be a completely different person that they didn't know existed because of what diabetes has taken from us? And have we encased ourselves in a shell to protect ourselves, but also to protect others of what they may never know? The true craziness that we deal with on a day in and day out basis, all the decisions we have to make. So have we encased ourselves in this prison where we're not allowed to share things and we might even be lying to ourselves? Oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, my diabetes is great as long as as long as I don't have to take X amount of units of insulin, as long as my blood sugars are in this range, I feel great. As long as I don't go low, as long as I don't go high. Have we put ourselves into a box that we're not proud of? And it could be to somebody else. It could even be to, to myself. If I am aware of the limitations and restrictions that I put on myself, am I proud of that? So I want you to think about this today. Uh, you know, and is it possible that I adapt with my physical body, my mental health? Can I adapt to things? Yes. It's the amazing part. Even in the presence of absolute trauma, we can still overcome things. Yes, there are defensive mechanisms. The body will heal, but there's going to be scars. Same thing with mental health. There are going to be scars, even if you've healed and moved on from things. But am I doing so in a way that's holding me back? That if challenged, could be changed. That's what's going to empower you today. So I had to go through a process, this surgery that was incredibly uncomfortable. Uh, it was outside of my norm. I had to drive super far. I had to go uh, schedule an appointment. They changed the time of my appointment and the date of my appointment. It wasn't convenient. It was an inconvenience, right? A lot of little hurdles and challenges along the way to get there. I had to find a babysitter, all this stuff. And even still, once I got there, I had to get cut open. And after I got cut open, they said, uh oh, you waited too long. There's extra tissue here. I had to get cut more open. And then they had to yank on it. And it was uncomfortable, to say the least. I had to go through all of that. But now the foreign object is removed. And I can truly heal, right? Even though there is the presence of all this extra baggage, and, you know, these extra pieces that had grown in place, I broke free of that with the help of somebody else, an expert in their field, who helped me to break free of that burden of the thing that wasn't supposed to be there, right? So even though my body had adapted, I was complacent. I kept pushing my appointments off further and further as well. But then I realized this isn't going anywhere unless something changes. Nothing changes when nothing changes, right? And if you're recognizing that in your own life with diabetes, like 
okay, maybe I should take a deeper look at my blood sugars. Maybe I am restricting my lifestyle, my diet, my schedule. Maybe I am holding back with certain amounts of insulin. Maybe there is fear, anxiety, depression, uh, just uncertainty with my blood sugars. I've got something special for you in the show notes or in the description, depending on where you're watching or listening. It's a free training. It's a way that ultimately helped me to pull myself out of that zone of uncertainty, of discomfort that enabled me to have more control, more understanding, more certainty behind my blood sugars. So I want you to go check that out if you're at all recognizing that it's time to make some changes because ultimately, again, nothing changes when nothing changes. We have to be intentional about the changes that we make and it will be uncomfortable. You might have to change plans as you're changing your environment. I had to say yes to continuing the surgery, even though I knew it meant pulling harder, more cutting and less uh, certainty about the, the surgery itself. But these things are necessary for growth, for getting to the root issue. I want you to understand that you don't have to settle with diabetes. I was told that by my medical team initially. Oh, that's just how it is you're going to develop complications. You're going to die early. That's just not the case anymore. We have not only the technology, but we have new strategies, new information, new research, new methods, new formulas to truly thrive with type 1 diabetes. Not only is it no longer a death sentence, but it's no longer a restriction sentence either. You can live a full, happy life doing what you want, eat what you want, live how you want, as long as you are intentional and willing to put in the effort. All right, that's all I got for you today. I hope it's been helpful um, with the surgery. It was minor, it wasn't a big deal, honestly. Um, <laughs> it was a little shocking and uh, it was interesting uh, getting the news that I was gonna have to be okay with him yanking a little harder and getting this device pulled out. Uh, but again, I would love to see your comments. Wrong answers only. Remember my silly example, like it was an alien tracking device. What else do you think he might have been yanking to get out of my arm? Uh, so yeah, let's see your comments if you're on YouTube. Wrong answers only. I'd love to see it. Uh, but big picture here, there's a good chance that in some area of diabetes, there has been a level of complacency. Whether it's checked or unchecked, maybe you don't know about it. But when you really stop to think about, would I be proud if somebody else had full access to my numbers, my logs, my thoughts? If the answer is no, it might be time to start challenging what has become your norm. It might be a restrictive diet. It might be saying no to family and friends who want to go hiking after a meal because activity is a scary thing to do with blood sugars and insulin on board. It might be holding your routine or just being nervous and not telling anybody about the anxiety that builds up with lows and highs. Whatever it is, I want you to know that you're not alone. And again, I want you to check out that link. We got something for you in the description uh, or the show notes that has been helpful for me. I don't know if it's gonna be as helpful for you, but I can tell you it turned my life around and gave me a feeling of control again. So I hope you enjoy that. hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit the like button, subscribe. Uh, I love seeing you guys in the comments and. Uh, and sharing these episodes, it means a lot to get this out to people who need to hear this message, who also might be struggling with type one, even if it's under the surface. And thanks so much for hanging out and I hope you have a great rest of your day and keep up the fight.